put your hands up there we're going to start say god influence me this afternoon we're going to start and this uh, uh, evening i wanted to talk to you something uh, you might have asked yourself this question or you might have even pondered this thought it's called the will of god and every time when we talk about the will of god we get complicated uh, questions we get complicated answers or we kind of confuse you know the will of god sometimes we think it's the most complicated uh, answer a uh, question to answer so in the will of god there are three things i want to talk about one is what's my commitment what's my career and what's my calling so these are the three c's it's easy to remember that's why i put it c c c commitment career and calling so if we understand those three c's you know it's like chinatown chapati or something like that you know career commitment and calling can everybody say commitment career and calling so when we talk about this will of god uh, sometimes we get up caught up with this idea that's called there is a specific will of god and there is a general will of god but i believe this and i want to share this with you that's why we yes, last week we talked about uh, uh, the mindset of a slave versus a mindset of a son and daughter the slave thinks light is red before it turns green but whereas the son or a friend thinks the light is green before it turns red that means slave operates through fear if i do something master is going to punish me that's why i need to make a that's why i'm i i have to walk in fear but as a son or as a friend he walks with an understanding that i am here not to you know walk in that sense of like oh master is going to punish me but i am here i can take risk with the father i can learn and i can do things that can bring glory to the father so what i want to talk here is uh, the three questions we all ask in life every single person asks this three questions first one why i am here on earth everyone asks that question it does not matter what religion you are from as long as you are human you ask this question why am i here on earth number 2 what's my calling and number 3 what's my life purpose these three questions always goes in your mind if you are born in a brought up in a hindu or a christian or a muslim or a buddhist or in a indian culture everyone in your family wants to answer you this question am i right or wrong everyone wants to jump in and tell you why are you here you are here because something else they will fill up the gap for you you are here because father is a doctor you know mother is a doctor you also needs to be a doctor or father is an engineer grandfather was an engineer you also become an engineer so it's almost like everyone wants to answer you that question why am i here on earth what's my calling and what's my life purpose and i was actually having a hard time in my own life finding out what's my calling i don't know whether some of you might remember my journey that i grew up i'm the oldest in my family but my younger brother is a highly talented guy he is a musician is a singer and uh, i was extremely not into music actually music is not my good, good friend i have a lot of musicians as my friend in fact i married a musician but music 
I like music, but singing is not my cup of tea. So I had a problem that I was trying to match my calling or my life with the lifestyle of my brother. So he was 20, I guess. I guess he was 19. He had his first album. It was the tape. I don't know whether you were born in that generation. Some of you might not. It was during the tape. And the tape and the pencil are their best friends. You know what I'm talking about. So that generation. So he already had. And I was the guy who used to carry his tapes. Go to the churches. I would sit at the back. Sell his tapes. But people would ask me. Are you Abby's brother? Chinnavara, Periyavara. They will ask me. Are you a smaller one or an elder one? I said I am a big one. Then they will give me a look. Then what are you doing here on life? So I would think myself like what the heck I am doing you know. And I tried to sing. My goodness, my, my dad looked at me and said, Charles, I think that's not your area of influence. I knew that, but thank you for confirming it me. You know? So I lived this kind of a mess, you know, like for a long time. And then I tried with my music. I do play a little bit of rhythm, but that's, that's about it. But not necessarily into music also. So I got frustrated because I don't know where I can fit into you know, because everyone, Ebenezer, that was his, that's his name. So everyone will say, oh, Ebi is coming. Oh, Ebi is going to sing. Oh, Ebi is going to do this. So I tried to fit myself and I never matched. And I got frustrated. So my challenge, I don't know for you is, I don't know what you are going through. Maybe you may be asking the question, why am I here? Maybe you've been compared. Maybe you compare yourself with others. Or what's your calling? Third one, what's your life purpose? You may ask this question, but this afternoon, we're going to unlock all these three in one simple verse from Romans 1, verse 1. So, I want to highlight these three things in a simpler way, and we want to pray and finish this time. So, we have here, we can all read this together louder, okay? Ready? One, two, three. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, Called to be an apostle, separated to the gospel of God. Let's read it again. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated to the gospel of God. So, we're going to stick with this verse for the rest of the time. We may go through a couple of verses, but we're going to stick with this. There are three things mentioned here. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ. In other translations, you might have seen a bond servant. Or it says slave. So the word bond servant means, for example, in those times they used to have slavery. And one of the beautiful movie that came about William Wilberforce. Have you heard about William Wilberforce? Yeah, he actually was the one uh, wrote, uh, you know, Amazing Grace. You know, this song. And he was a pastor. He left the church as a pastor. He started working in the parliament. And he won the intellectual rights over abolishing slavery in the first beginning of the third year itself but just before three months before he died it took him 40 years to make UK understand that slavery is a sin and they abolished slavery so in those times slavery was something like a common thing you to buy people was a very common thing so Paul was saying bond servant means when when a servant is usually works on a contract basis. So after the contract, the servant can renew the contract or go back. But if the servant says, I don't need to go anywhere, I can stay in this place. 
what they will do they usually take the servants here go to the door post and poke and that's how the hole that hole means that it belongs to the master okay now the question is was god endorsing slavery of course not god never endorses slavery but god works with broken people just like he works with us are we perfect no but god works with us this is a culture where divorce is common that does not mean god cannot use a broken family god can still use a broken family this is a culture where it's all about me myself and i but god still uses us so we shouldn't say oh in the bible it talks about slavery so slavery is legal no i think that's the misconception we have so here when paul talks about bond servant means this slave whose ears has been poked is now committed his entire life to the master so that's what it's called i am a bond servant of jesus in in other words paul is writing he writing to the romans who are the romans they are the ones once ruled the whole world there is a saying in english all road leads to rome you might have heard that all road leads to rome what does that mean it means the rome was the epicenter of the colonialism they were the most imperialistic government once ruled the entire world so paul was writing to that culture and says i am a bond servant to jesus christ so what was he saying my first commitment calling he is to jesus because he is the one saved me to redeem the culture he is saying you know as a believer i am called to serve jesus christ so when we talk about calling there are three callings commitment calling career calling and your life calling okay so these three things if you write if you are taking notes write it down if you are not taking notes write it down so somehow it sticks in your mind that's my point so the first one is called the commitment calling so commitment calling is when paul is saying i am a slave of jesus that means my life belongs to jesus that's it why because he saved me he redeemed me so that's the commitment calling the second one he says called to be an apostle what is an apostle apostle means fire starters they are the pioneers they are the one who go before they are the bulldozers so when we talk here he is talking about called to be an apostle and called to be an apostle he was saying this calling is apostle's calling is just my career my career will change but my life's calling is never going to change so the first thing paul was saying is the commitment calling the commitment calling is i am a bond servant i am a lover of god but an apostle that's my career calling which is your gifts and your ministry again in with your gift and your ministry you can either use your gifts to build god's kingdom or build somebody else's kingdom for example whitney houston how many of you heard about whitney houston yes i believe you may disagree with me i believe she was called to lead millions of people to christ i believe but 
she used her gifts and talents for building her own kingdom this is the point every single person that you are everyone has unique gifts and talents you have a choice either to build god's kingdom or to build your own kingdom so that leads me to the third one it says separated in other words some translation says set apart which basically is your life calling so the commitment calling we know god saved me i am a lover of god god saved me i follow him he first chose me i am a lover of god fine we know that the career calling i wrote down here that's your job now your career may change but your purpose will never change your career may change but your calling will never change which means last 10 years i was a traveling missionary every year i used to travel 15 to 20 countries a year that's what i was doing for the last 10 years i was i met my wife that's how i met my wife in barcelona we were there for a 3 days missions conference and she came running towards me and said please marry me and the rest is story and uh, you may not believe you are kind of laughing at me but anyway there is always two sides to your story so you can check out her story so so that's that's how i met my wife so that's that's what i was doing for the last 10 years i was traveling i started my life in missionary in south africa then in brazil then in holland then from there i was going everywhere so we used to travel 15 to 20 countries every year so we used to go and i that's what we were doing now god said you're going to be a pastor of a church i don't call myself a pastor but i am doing the work of a pastor i don't put my name in the big reverend doctor right reverend i don't use those titles because jesus was never using any titles in fact somebody used a title good teacher jesus cut him off shut up just tell me the story what do you want i know only god is good so so that's why we don't self promote our titles but we use the titles are there as a function not to define your identity are you clear so that's the career so career calling so today you are a doctor today you are an engineer 10 years down the road maybe you will leave that you will leave and you will do something else so that's why i wrote down here your career changes but your purpose never change in other words your career changes but your calling will never change that takes me to the the last one which is called the life calling separated to the gospel of god which means i am called to build his kingdom so i want to talk about this in a simpler way what's our life calling so i want to give you three points and i want to pray with you but i want to tell you what life calling is not for the first two and then what life calling is in the last one okay the first one is your life calling in other words your purpose is not your position that's not your life calling in other words you could be a ceo or you could be a doctor or you could be an engineer that position is not your life calling if you hold on to that position we will lose our long term calling in our life remember there was a prophet his name was eli he hold on to the position the bible says he became fat and he could not even move from his chair and when he heard that his two sons were killed in the battle 
the bible says he fell backwards broke his neck and died there are lots of significant points we can draw but the nutshell is if you hold on to your position too long you will lose the influence that you have on people look at our own politics here i don't want to go in detail there are leaders who are still still they want to never want to leave that place and what's going on is now people are looking for opportunities to take that gap because that vacuum they created by holding on to this my prayer is that you will not hold on or you will not define your calling based on your position so that's your life calling there are different seasons and each season has its own pace and growth factor let's read first samuel chapter 16 verse 12 first samuel chapter 16 verse 12 the lord said arise anoint him for this is the one that i have called him to be a king so basically you will have a dream in your life that does not mean everything will go smooth in your life just because you have a vision in your life does not mean everything will go smooth i saw a vision that this place is filled and we have overflow rooms okay that sunday only three people came and i tried to count everyone it was not even 10 you know i wanted to even to count you know every any other baby who just walked in anyone even the aya wants to walk in i want to count that but it's not going more than 10 what happening is that you will have a dream but what's going to go through you have to go through that's why somebody said from glory to glory there is a hallway of hell there's that's a reality we have to go through and that is the place it prunes us so that's the first one your life calling is not your position number 2 your life calling is not your provision second one is your provision what does that mean let's read second samuel chapter 15 verse 1 and 2 in the course of time second samuel chapter 15 verse 1 and 2 in the course of time absalom provided himself with a chariot and horses and with 50 men to run ahead of him he would get up early and stand by on the side of the road leading to the city gate whenever anyone came with a complaint to be placed before the king for a decision absalom would call out to him what town are you from he would answer your servant is from one of the tribes of israel then absalom would say to him look your claims are valid and proper but there is no representative for the king to hear you verse 4 says i don't think it's there verse 4 but absalom would add if i only were appointed judge in the land then everyone who has a complaint or case would come to me and i would see that they receive justice what was he doing he was holding he was providing something that god in the first place was not even given to him this is the point if you write it down write it down if you manipulate to get it you have to manipulate to keep it if you manipulate to get it you have to manipulate to keep it what's the point the point is this where there is the will of god there is always the supply of god also god's vision always connected with god's provision what was going on here david was so beaten up he is old he was focused in some different things he failed as a responsible person so absalom his son he took over and he kind of didn't 
he knows that solomon is going to be the next king but he kind of took over the leadership thinking he is going to fix it let me tell you guys your provision may change your position may change what will never change is your life calling your life calling that leads me to the third one so the first two is what your life calling is not but the third one is your life calling is your pursuit your life calling is your pursuit acts chapter 13 verse 36 says acts chapter 13 verse 36 says david served the purpose of god in his generation do you have it there 13 verse 36 david served the purpose of god in this generation what is my prayer for you is that you will pursue your life calling in other words your life calling is you will say god these gifts these talents these uh, ideas that you have given to me i want to build your kingdom so commitment is being a lover of god that's a commitment calling second one is being an apostle that's your career today you are a doctor today you are an engineer 20 years down the road it may be the same it may not be the same that will change but what do you do with your life what matters in eternity there was a movie came called gladiator i don't know whether you watch that gladiator maximus uh, you know uh, maximus what was his full name i forgot his name his name was maximus he says uh, you know what we do here on earth echoes in eternity you know i kind i think he kind of stole it from the paraphrase version of the bible you know that means that whatever you do here it's got a eternal significance that's that's what it is, takes you to life calling what are you doing with your life and actually i wish i could say this 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 idea belongs to me but actually i'm i'm quoting it from rick warren some of you might know the the guy who who wrote the book called the, the purpose driven life he says the life calling can be easily defined by the word called shape yes h a p e and shape yes stands for spiritual gifts your spiritual gifts what god has given you supernaturally example i'm going to pick one person here for example here we have dr roshni god has given supernaturally to intercede that's her supernatural gift she didn't work for it she didn't go and copy paste somebody that's something inside everyone here i can look into your eyes say everyone here god has given you a spiritual gift you may have a different spiritual gift but don't compare your spiritual gift you understand the moment we compare religion comes in why religion thrives on performance religion thrives on performance kingdom thrives on relationships amen that's why god so loved the world he gave his son he didn't say god so loved the church he gave the chief pastor you understand that's religion kingdom is so different that's why we call papa's house we don't even say church why because you are coming to encounter father god the father and it's a place where everyone from different family coming together encountering the father it's all papa's house we wanted to keep it that way so that you will not smell yes a little ounce of religiosity but a sense of kingdom amen
So that's your first H is your heart. What do I passion? What passion do I have? And what do I love to do? You know, what's my passion? I wrote down here, you know, uh, my passion, for example, my passion in life to see young people to know Jesus and walk with him and be his lovers and not slaves. My passion is to go to the nations and to share the kingdom of God and to see people from darkness to life. My passion is to see the leaders of my country seek the mind of God when they are leading the nation. That's my passion. That's what I cry for. That's what I pray. That's what I look for opportunity. That's what I, we run schools. We go to teach. Wherever there is an option, there is a platform. I want to connect with young people, share God's mind over them so that they can get the idea of God and move. The best idea you can ever receive is the idea from the master, is the father, the original design. You know, no matter, you can copycat everybody else, but the original design is what matters the most. So, what's, what's your heart passion? Maybe your passion to write poems. Use it for the glory of God. Maybe your passion for adventure. Maybe your passion to sing. Maybe your passion to intercede. Maybe your passion to take care of the poor and the needy. My wife, she's got a heart of compassion. That's why we started this missions called Asha Jeevan. We have girls studying in our program. They come from a very broken families. They're from a slum area actually. And we have taken these girls and we give them good education, first class education. Actually not we, God uses us, but it's the mercy of God. And they are taken out from poverty into prosperity. But most of all, they encounter the love of Jesus. You can have money without purpose. Money becomes a, just a rubbish. You understand? So the third one is the abilities. Spiritual gifts, heart, abilities. What natural talents and skills you have. Some of you naturally, you are a connector. Some of you naturally, you can sing. You know, some of you naturally can play instruments. Isaac, he loves the music. That's natural gift. You know, I never prayed for him. That area, that gift I never prayed for. Maybe his mama prayed, you know. So that's his natural gifts. So whatever the abilities you have. Number four, personality. Where does my personality best suit to serve? You know, or what kind of personality you have? You know, the personalities are mostly a skill development. You can learn. Some of them are skill development. You can learn, your, you can alter your personality. So what are some of the personality? Are you a people person? Or you, or you function well in a group setting. Or maybe you are a Texas Lone Ranger. You know, that you function more like a lonely person, but you function well. What's your personality? Find out this. That's why it's called shape. You know. And the last one is experience. What spiritual experience you had? What painful experience you had? What educational experience you had? What ministry experience you had? Whatever experiences... I want to tell you, sometimes painful experience is the best way that we can learn in life. Because why? God never wastes a hurt. God never wastes a hurt. Your friends may waste your hurt, but God never wastes a hurt. He will use the pain for a greater glory. So, my point is this. Your calling, life calling, is most important than your, your career calling. Your life calling is to do what you do with your whole life. And I, I wrote down here, your shape, this whole shape is caused by God. 
that's the original design but is also caused by nature that's your environment and circumstances but it's also caused by nurture that's your dna that's who you are deep inside who you are you know and 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 that's something you got a journey with god you have to ask the holy spirit holy spirit what is your original design when you created me and that leads me finally to talk about the will of god because the will of god is so simple many times we complicate this is the will of god the will of god is god desires everyone to be saved that's the will of god god wants everyone to be saved why because he's a loving god his goodness he wants to know everyone number 2 god wants the will of god is everyone to be filled with the spirit of god that is his desire what is the spirit of god the mind of jesus when we talk about the glory of god we think glory means some kind of smoke mission i think glory means the mind of god how many of you need the mind of god every day i need the mind of god billy graham gets up in the morning i'm not sure he does now because he's 99 and a half but he gets up in the morning every day and he would say god i don't want to hurt i want to use my mind my hands my feet my decisions to honor you not to dishonor you that desire every day i want to know you more and love you more i want to love you more and know you better every single day and that if that is the cry of your heart god is going to show up what is the will of god will of god everyone to live a holy life what is a holy life holy life does not mean externals many times we think holiness is to do with externals religion says holiness is to do with externals shave your hair you know wear white and white or cover your head when you are in the church kneel down fast these are externals god does not care about your externals as the church pastor of papa's house when you come inside i don't care about your externals i want to share this with you you want to come in t-shirts and jeans i don't care you want to come in chudidar i don't care what i pray in my me and my wife we pray along with our team that you will walk with jesus day in day out day in day out every single time that you will live when people look at you and say i see jesus in you that's my prayer for you not like oh she's wearing too much makeup oh this guy's t-shirt is torn everywhere oh this jeans you know now the they give so much money to buy a jean that is already torn it's called fashion and i went to buy jeans and the guy took out this is the new fashion i said was it torn no sir we we it's tailor made torn and it's more expensive and people buy them so i don't care if your jeans are torn here or then dress modesty that's why galatians says use your freedom not to put people down use your freedom to build people up amen, amen? be wise that's why james chapter 1 verse 5 says the god of wisdom wants to give wisdom to everyone who ask ask him god give me wisdom so i don't expect from you how you should dress but what i expect and what's my prayer what's my dream for you that you will represent jesus in the city of vellore when people look at you and say i see you i see jesus the way you deal with your friends the way you deal with the finances the way we deal with with its challenges i see jesus in you the last but not the least the will of god is to submit and do the good to whom you submit you submit to god 
the bible says in james resist the devil devil will flee from you but before there is a verse it says submit to the will of god and then resist the devil our authority comes only through submission we will find only our significance when we know our insignificance you understand we will find our significance only we know our insignificance our authority comes not from where we are or what we did but from who we are as a child of god he loved us when we were sinners amen and last but not the least the will of god is to take the cross and follow not to earn salvation but as a form of love and mostly the will of god is to move from servants to friends that's what we talked about last week not to live as a slave mentality a slave always thinks you know operates out of fear oh if i do this what is the will of god there is no particular scripture in the bible it says you should marry this particular person you should not marry this particular person you should only eat this for breakfast but but if you read the book of leviticus i call it the book of barbecue if you read that book it gives guidelines because the israelites living in a pagan nation that's why the bible is not a rule book but it's a guideline to take you closer to jesus listen this is what i want to finish off the goal of god is not to control you the goal of god is to mature you to become like his son amen the goal of god is not to control you the goal of god is to mature you so that you can become like his son jesus religion controls you so that it can put demands on you kingdom empowers you so that you can advance his kingdom on earth the choice is yours the choice is mine are we here by control controlled or are we here building his kingdom so i want to finish off by saying this don't confuse your goals with your calling you may have a goal but that's a short term thinking that's good to have that short term thinking but think life what's my life calling what do i am doing from now to the eternity what are some of the things that i am going to do now that's my generations going to be blessed there was one guy his name is bartholomew ziegenbach he came in the year of 1706 from germany in the age of 22 he came he translated the bible in tamil out of that came malayalam bible today before 29 years old he died but today 130 million tamil and malayalam people have bible in their language there was a guy came william carey he translated 14 languages bible my friends don't think what i'm going to get now what is my goal for next 5 years the prayers if you pray your prayers will tell what are you are you a slave or your son if you're praying god find me an husband find me this find me this i am having iphone 5 i need an iphone 7 if you're praying that kind of prayer you know the next 5 years is what maximum you are dreaming but if you're saying god my life when people gonna look at my life generations should praise your name 
If that is your dream, ask God, what is that dream? Original purpose, he will reveal it to you. That's why the shape, your spiritual gifts, your, your heart, your abilities, you know, your personalities, your experiences, God puts together everything for his glory. And that's why Paul says, let's go back into the first verse, Romans chapter 1, verse 1. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ. We can say, Charles, or you can say your name, whatever your name is. You can say, I am a servant of Jesus. I am a lover of Jesus. Called to be an apostle, or called to be a doctor, or engineer, or software designer. But separated to the gospel of God. What is the gospel of God? The kingdom. And that is why Jesus came. Jesus came with only one message. You know what? Jesus never came to start a religion. Jesus never even, was never even part of a religious group. In fact, the ones that killed him was the religious group. Jesus never even said anything about to do with religion. In fact, Jesus came to start a kingdom. The first message and the last message and the entire life is about the kingdom. He says, the first thing when he opened his mouth, he said, repent for the kingdom of God is here. What is the repent? Change your direction. Understand this. People were going in one direction. Rome was controlling them. They were going through one direction. Jesus come. He says, my kingdom is not here. Repent. Change your direction. The kingdom of God is here. Wow. Isn't it beautiful? So, we took, because of our democratic world, we took Jesus and he turned him into a prime minister, and to a chief minister, and to MLA. You know. So, we kind of twisted him, twisted him up. But Jesus came for only one purpose. He came to build the kingdom. That's why when he taught his disciples how to pray, he never said, you have to pray with this song, method, you know, put some tunes on it. He never did this. He said, pray that my father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. My friends, your life calling is to build his kingdom. And that, how you build? With your shape, with your spiritual gifts, with your heart, with your abilities, with your personality, with your experiences for the glory of God. Amen? Why don't we stand up? And I want to pray with you that you will get the understanding of this life calling. Don't confuse your current situation with your eternal perspective, eternal destiny. Don't confuse that. I used to get confused. Oh, what's my life? How am I going to live my life? Now my only prayer is, God, I am here to build your kingdom. I am not here to build my name. God will take care of my name. My goal is to build the kingdom of God. I want to pray this prayer with you. That you will not get confused with your calling. You will live a life that is worthy of the calling. And somewhere I cannot find the address. It says, live a life that is worthy of your calling. And I want to pray that you will find this life calling. And you won't compare yourself with anybody else. And you will say, God, use me. For building your kingdom. I want to be part of, of building your kingdom. I want to see that this nation. Or whatever nation God put in your heart. Or whatever people group God put in your heart. Or whatever desire that God put in your heart. That you will excel in such a way. That the kingdom of God being glorified in that area.